Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. And here we are. It is Wednesday. And as usual, events are happening. Things are happening and all of them are odd and strange. We will talk about all of them. Plus, we definitely want to talk to you about this brand new release that we're going to be having over at Daily Wire of something called Ferguson the Play. It's really cool. We'll have an interview with uh, Phelan Mackley, our first interview here on the Ben Shapiro Show in just a little while. But first, I think that it's important to talk about breaking news. Finally, Donald Trump has told us the true tale of just what happened the night that his campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, was caught on tape grabbing a female reporter, Michelle Fields, by the arm, yanking her forcefully back, and bruising her arm. Lewandowski was earning himself a Medal of Honor. Really, according to Trump, this event never happened in the first place. It was all a figment of your imagination. And Lewandowski said the same thing. Well, now Lewandowski's probably headed for court because, as it turns out, it did happen. It happened just the way Michelle Fields said it happened, and it happened on tape. But then we found out the truth. Yesterday, last night, we found out the truth, the real truth, the honest to goodness, Trumpy Mick, Trump, Trump truth, the Trumpiest truth that ever trumped the truth. Michelle Fields is an assassin. She's an assassin, seriously. She's a grabby-handed little harasser. She's an attention whore. Corey Lewandowski, by contrast, he's a Normandy commando storming the shores to fight the Nazis, protecting great leader Donald Trump from her frightening, normal-sized human hands. Yes, yesterday Trump changed his story. Now it turns out Lewandowski did grab Fields, but only after Fields grabbed Trump. Not only did she grab him, she was holding an object. Was it a pen? Maybe it was a knife. Maybe it was a bomb. I mean, did you see what the Joker did to that mobster in the dark night with a pencil? It could have posed a threat to the great leader. What about those bruises on her arm? Well, says Trump, Michelle Fields, she must have faked those bruises, like the moon landing. That's just what an attention whore would-be assassin would do. Just like John Wilkes Booth. Scary. Sad. But then, like an avenging angel from heaven, Trump, by the way, only hires the very best people because he has the very best brain, a very good brain. Corey Lewandowski, his campaign manager, swooped in past Trump's Secret Service detail and seized the offending 100-pound female assassin by the arm, thrusting her away from the great leader. And thus, the republic was preserved. So, three cheers for Corey Lewandowski, defender of the masses, Praetorian guard for the great leader. If Trump says it's so, I've learned from Trump's followers, it must be so. The great leader would never lie. He would never lie to you. He looks forward to seeing you at his unicorn lair, where Lewandowski will be granted sainthood. And if you become a Trump guardian angel, you too can earn his esteem and perhaps, just perhaps, a spot beside him on the podium of hugeness. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. Alrighty, so we have to start the day by thanking our advertisers, Hillsdale.edu. So Hillsdale College is a wonderful place. Hillsdale is the best college you can send your kids to if you're a conservative. They actually still believe in actual values of civilization, and they do a wonderful job teaching them. But it's not just for students anymore. One of their new courses, they've released this whole series of online courses for free. Their new one is Economics 101. Now, if you've watched Donald Trump, he says a lot of things about economics that just aren't true. 
And that's true for most of the candidates, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. You can know econ. You can know economics 101. It is the most important subject for you to learn. When I ask questions very often by, by conservatives, both young and old, when I'm asked the questions about whether what, what book I would recommend, I always recommend econ economics books first because without a basic understanding of economics, you really don't know anything about how the world works or, or how the Constitution even should work. Well, the good news is Economics 101 from Hillsdale College fills in that gap for you. It's a free online course. You can go there and sign up, hillsdale.edu slash Ben, hillsdale.edu slash Ben, wonderful institution. And their Economics 101 course, I'm sure, is just phenomenal. So go out and take a look. Okay, so Donald Trump's story on the Corey Lewandowski routine has now changed. So yesterday, all hell broke loose, as we talked briefly about on the program, because tape was finally revealed, demonstrating that indeed Michelle Fields was grabbed by the arm, which everyone knew was true. It was backed up by a reporter who was there. It was backed up by audio tape. It was backed up by videotape. It was backed up by photos. It was backed up by everything. But the Trumpkins refused to believe. And because the media play this evil, nasty game, where they suggest that the truth and falsehood are just two sides of the same coin. They're just two people telling their different truths. Trump was allowed to get away with this. This is why he says things that are eminently false, eminently, egregiously, terribly false. And everybody just says, well, you know, that's just, that's just because you don't understand his perspective. No, I get it. He's lying because he's a lying garbage heap of human debris, as I said on Megyn Kelly's show last night. So here is the video of the grab. Here's the video of the grab. We'll show it again from yesterday. And then we will talk about how this whole story evolved. Here we go. Okay, so as you can see from the video, and this is only this is their surveillance video from, from the room, it's, it's cut a little bit because it, it, the way that surveillance video often works is it only registers every 0.5 seconds or so. So stuff goes on between, but... What you can see is Lewandowski coming from behind, grabbing Michelle Fields from the arm and thrusting her backwards, yanking her backwards. And her hand was bruised. Here's, here, her arm was bruised. Here's what she tweeted. Here's the tweet of the bruise that she tweeted out shortly after this happened, within 48 hours. right? Because people were, were claiming that she hadn't been bruised. She'd made it all up. It was just some evil scam to get the great Donald. You know, Because that's just how sophisticated we, who, who don't like Donald Trump, are. We're, we're the kinds of people who fake stories about being yanked and bruised just to get Trump, just to get him. Here's what Corey Lewandowski tweeted at the time. So Corey Lewandowski is the campaign manager, and here's what he tweeted at the time of the, of the alleged battery. Quote, you are totally delusional. I never touched you. As a matter of fact, I have never even met you. Well, as you can see from the video, that is pure and unadulterated BS. And Donald Trump backs that BS all the way. So here is Donald Trump a couple of days after the, the, the report was first made. And before the police report, here is Donald Trump initially responding to Michelle Fields' allegation that Corey Lewandowski grabbed her by the arm, pulled her backwards forcefully enough to bruise her. Here's, here's what Trump had to say. Well, they said absolutely nothing happened. He didn't hear about it until like the next day. So and I wasn't involved in it, but the Secret Service was surrounding everybody. They said nothing happened. Everybody said nothing happened. Perhaps he made the story up. I think that's what happened. I think that that's what happened. She made the story up. And the Secret Service, by the way, said nothing happened. They said nothing happened. Okay, the part about the Secret Service is important because now Trump is claiming that the Secret Service claims that they warned Michelle Fields not to get near him, which, of course, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here's Trump's new story. So his old story was none of this ever happened. She made up the story. She's a little attention whore. Let's face facts here, okay? Donald Trump is the Clintons. Okay, when, when the Clintons had to face down 
more serious accusations than this. When they had to face down accusations of sexual assault and sexual harassment, James Carville said about various women who had had affairs with Bill Clinton, if you drag a $100 bill through a trailer park, you never know what you'll find. That's essentially what Trump is saying there. He's essentially saying Michelle Fields is an attention whore, and that's the only reason this happened in the first place. Apparently, Trump's people were saying that they thought that Michelle Fields only made a big deal out of this after she realized Trump was rich, which is absurd. The only reason anyone knows Trump's name is because he won't shut up ever about how rich he is. He inflates his wealth just to demonstrate how rich he is. So what's Trump's news story? So here's Trump's news story. So yesterday, he, he went out there and he said a lot of things about this because Lewandowski has now been arrested. Uh, he's been released on his own recognizance, obviously, but he was arrested for simple battery. This does fulfill the obligations of, of legal simple battery. Simple battery just means you are touched in unwanted fashion intentionally by someone. Okay, every element of that is, is present here. And again, she was bruised. And the reason she filed a police report in the first place is not because she thought this was the worst thing that ever happened. She didn't claim that she'd been beaten up. She didn't claim that she'd been hit with a crowbar. The reason she did this is because all of the Trump people said that she was lying and making this up. And she wanted to substantiate the allegations by saying, listen, I take it seriously enough that I'll file a police report. Plus, let the police vouch for the fact that these bruises on my arm are real. So Here's what Trump had to say last night about these allegations. And it just, I mean, we're now, we're now in the realm of, of the completely unreal. And this is what frightens me about a certain segment of Trump support and now a large segment of Trump support. They just don't care what's true and what isn't true. Their story has shifted from she was lying, it never happened, to, okay, maybe it happened, but it wasn't so bad, to Trump's new story is, is that Corey Lewandowski is a Medal of Honor recipient who should be granted a spot, he should be canonized by the Catholic Church, actually, for having saved the world from the scourge of Michelle Fields, who was definitely going to use her James Bond pen to kill Donald Trump if Corey Lewandowski hadn't stepped in. Here's Donald Trump last night on Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper had a town hall, and he asked Donald Trump about this, and here was Trump explaining himself. But look what she says, Michelle Fields, who, by the way, she's not a baby, okay? In her own words, exactly, I was jolted backwards. Well, she wasn't, I mean, she's standing there. Someone had grabbed me tightly by the arm, tightly, and yanked me down. She wasn't yanked down. She was like, she didn't even have any expression. If somebody in this audience get whacked or gets hurt, including me, you get hit a little bit, you go, wow, there's no, no emotion. Okay, wait a minute. I almost fell to the ground. I almost fell to the ground. She didn't almost fall to the ground. She, he, he got in her way. And by the way, she was grabbing me. Am I supposed to press charges against her? Oh, my arm is... Anderson, my arm is just killing me. It's never been the same. You've suggested you might. Excuse me. Excuse me. I didn't suggest. Oh, I, yeah, you I did. tweeted. No, you... no, I tweeted. Well, I, 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 I tweeted as a suggestion. Should I press right. charges? Are you going sure. to? Sure. I don't know. Maybe I should, right? Because you know what? She was, she was grabbing me. She was grabbing me. So first of all, the video shows no such thing. Second of all, she's got a pen in one hand and a phone in the other. So exactly how the grab happened is not available on the video. Second of all, here's Trump suggesting and making light of the fact that, that this gal got bruised. Finally, he just lies openly to Anderson. I never suggested I would sue. A tweet's not a suggestion. I mean, he just makes crap up. He just makes it up. And all you Trump supporters who are ardently backing him on this, you can, you can back him. That's fine. Again, it's your prerogative. Don't tell me he's not a liar. He's not just a liar. He's a pathological liar who thinks he can get away with anything. And it gets, it gets worse than that. By the way, she was jolted backwards, and you can see that. She was grabbed tightly. She didn't say she fell down. 
She didn't say she fell down. She said she lost her balance and regained her balance. It doesn't, but it doesn't even matter. The truth is of no consequence to the Trump supporters. And Trump starts to go even further. Yesterday, Trump said that not only was Michelle Fields grabbing at him, which is patently untrue from the tape, and I spoke with Michelle and it's not true. Here is, here is what Donald Trump said was the real threat, clip seven. And just so you understand, she was off base because she went through the Secret Service. She had a pen in her hand, which Secret Service is not liking because they don't know what it is, whether it's a little bomb or whether so it's it doesn't a knife. You whether it's a little bomb or whether it's a knife. Ooh, she went to Q and Q gave her the James Bond pen bomb of doom. Do, you know, have, you, have you seen what Jason Bourne can do with a pen? I mean, Michelle, Michelle Fields is a danger to the Republic because she was carrying a pen, because reporters never carry pens. No one even knew what it was. It could have been a knife. It could have been a bomb. It could have been a chicken with its head cut off. No one knew. It was all mysterious. And I tweeted a picture of Donald Trump standing next to somebody who wanted an autograph from him the other day. The guy's holding a Sharpie. And I tweeted, where's Corey Lewandowski to save him from the evil Sharpie murderer? And this is insanity, folks. This is insane. And then Trump goes even further. Just when you think he's gone far enough. No, he goes even further. He says, she was grabbing at him, and then he says, maybe she faked the bruises. Maybe the bruises are totally fake. This is clip nine. Take a look at that. You have to see it. You take a look at her initial statement. It sounded like she got thrown out of a building. You take a look at she that, and you, and then, excuse me? She did get bruises on her. I don't know if they were bruises from that. Why? Who said they were bruises from that? How do you know those bruises weren't there before? The, that's what the police I don't know what the police said. How do you know those bruises weren't there before? I'm not a lawyer, but she said she had a bruise on her arm. I mean, to me, you know, if you're going to get squeezed, you, wouldn't you think that she would have yelled out a scream or something if she has bruises on her arm? I, she, she, take a look at her. Let me ask you Take a look at her facial expression. Her facial expression doesn't even change. So, you know, you say bruises are up. How did they get there? Who put them there? I don't know that he put them there. In any event, I'm sticking up for a person because I'm not going to let a person's life be destroyed over somebody that we have on tape. And you just take a look at what people are saying when they see that incident on tape. Let me you just take a look at what people are saying. How about the people who are the police? How about the people who are not backing you out of some perverse loyalty for your candidacy? How about those people? How about Ben Terrace, who was there and testified that the bruises welled on her arm as he was standing there? And this is, this is such conspiracy theory nonsense, but that's who Trump is. Trump is a, he's an internet troll. He's a conspiracy theory internet troll. He's a guy who spent years going after, Donald, going after Barack Obama's birth certificate. And then he decided, he's still kind of a 9-11 truther. He still, he still talks on a routine basis about we still haven't had the full story on what happened on 9-11. He's a conspiracy theorist, so it's another conspiracy to bring down the great Trump. He's doing what people have started calling gaslighting. Bill Whittle is the person who started popularizing this term, my friend Bill Whittle. And, and gaslighting is a reference to an old movie from, from the 1940s. It was based on a play from 1938, good piece over at The Federalist about this. And in the play, there's a husband who's trying to, trying to drive his wife insane. And so the way he decides to drive his wife insane saying is he lowers the the lighting in the house and then when she says that the the, the the lighting in the house was lowered he tells her that it wasn't lowered right he gaslights her because they're gaslights he artificially lowers the lights and then he tells her it's all on her head she must be crazy well that's the, the, the that's exactly what's happening here donald trump is telling you that your all your own eyes deceive you that what you see on tape is not real that what you see on tape is not that, that what michelle field said in her own statement is is not true and Donald Trump is actually lying about what Fields claims in the first place. If you go to clip 10, you'll hear Donald Trump actually skip words. He's reading her, her statement. You'll hear him skip words in the statement in order 
to malign her. It's, it's an amazing thing what he's doing, and he's getting away with it because he's got a support base that is willing to back whatever lie he tells, and he's got a media that's willing to grant him a patina of credibility even though he deserves none. Here's clip 10. Squeeze your arm or did something really bad. Don't forget, initially she said thrown to the floor. Okay, she never said thrown to the floor. She never said thrown to the floor. She said that Lewandowski tried to throw her to the floor, but that she lost her balance and regained it. She never said she was thrown to the floor, but she just lies about it. So the new, the new tactic is that, number one, she was a psycho assassin killer. Number two, she was grabbing at Trump like some sort of pawing animal. And only in Trump's dreams would Michelle Fields have any mild interest in making serious physical contact with Donald Trump. And, when, and, and then finally, we get to Donald Trump just lying about what she originally alleged, saying, oh, she, she alleged basically that I beat her down with a baseball bat. Corey Lewandowski hit her, and that never happened. Look at the tape. The tape shows exactly what she said it shows. But again, truth is of no consequence. Okay, if, if truth matters to you, if, if politics matter to you, and if you are concerned that people are going to invade your privacy because they don't like your political perspective, you need to go to our friends over at ReaganPrivacy.com. ReaganPrivacy.com, this is where you get your email address for Reagan.com. So it's your name, at Reagan.com. You get two things that are great by working with Reagan.com. First of all, all of your emails are now associated with Ronald Reagan, which is cool. Second of all, they vow and they, they pledge that they will protect all of your email content from both marketing firms and corporations and the government on the other hand. So they'll protect all of your materials. So go to reaganprivacy.com. You get the first two months free right now if you go to reaganprivacy.com. Great service, and we're so glad to be working with them. So you know, Trump does this whole routine where now he, he lies about what happened originally. Then he lies about the lie. Oh, well, you know what I really meant by that was. And then he finally lies about the lies about the lie, right? Then he finally says, well, all of that was nonsense. Here's the real story that I haven't been telling you for a month. The real story is that Michelle Fields is a trained ISIS assassin who is sneaking up on me in her very clever way, asking me a question about affirmative action as she toddled along on her high heels. And she was just about to pounce when Corey Lewandowski came out of nowhere and saved Donald Trump, you know, the biggest, strongest, toughest man in the universe, saved big, fat, bloated sack of crap Donald Trump from this itty-bitty reporter. But he, he's, he's the real man in this race. That's what real men do. Real men are, are, are deeply afraid of, of young female reporters holding pens anywhere near them. I know that that's, that's been a particular fear of mine, right? if I were an insane person. But again, these Trump supporters, they, there's so many Trump supporters, and I get it on my Twitter feed, you're ruining your career over this. You're ruining your career. No, it turns out that I don't do this sort of stuff for career reasons. Listen, if I wanted your love, I could do it. I could pretend that I thought Donald Trump was a good guy or that he was a valuable part of the political conversation or that he adds to the, to the great voice of debate in the country in a real and valuable way. You know, he can say whatever he wants, but me telling you the truth does not make me popular with the Trump supporters. I get that. But I promise you this. I'm less concerned about your, your allegations that I'm sinking my career by going after Donald Trump than I am about the truth. And it turns out it's true that Corey Lewandowski grabbed Michelle Fields. It's true that Donald Trump is a dick damn congenital liar, and that Corey Lewandowski is the same, and that both of them are willing to cover up for thuggish behavior simply in order to avoid apologizing. Because all this could have gone away in the first 24 hours. Lewandowski had just said, I'm sorry I grabbed you by the arm. I shouldn't have done that. It was my mistake. It all would have gone away. Instead, it turns into this. Instead, it turns into this. And I promise you, the media are just overjoyed about this. So for example, Jake Tapper was talking with one of the Trump spokespeople, and here's how that interview went. It went very poorly for the Trump spokesperson. Your campaign, I'm telling you, as a factual matter, is pushing it. Your social media director 
tweeted out a crazy video suggesting that Amanda Carpenter, who's married with two children, and this married senator, who also has two children, that something untoward was going on. There is no actual evidence that it happened. I mean, at some point, aren't you just ashamed? This is the Trump campaign sending it out. Look, what I'm personally, Jake, what I'm ashamed of is the entire process, that it's gotten to where it's gutter politics. I think it's very disingenuous <laughs> for the Cruz campaign to come out and act like uh, they've done nothing wrong in this entire political process. They're one of the dirtiest and nastiest campaigns out there. And, I mean, if you don't believe me, ask Ben Carson. Ted Cruz is one of the nastiest uh, campaigners that we've seen in this cycle. And I'm not condoning any of those activities, uh, but I do think that... Uh, we need to change the, the tune and pivot to what's important and to talk about what's keeping Americans up at night. That's certainly what I'm focused on. I would and rather. I think that's the reason okay, that people have been. And, and, and Tapper, of course, is exactly right here. He's not even referring to the latest stuff around Michelle Fields. He's referring to the Trump campaign pushing out the notion that Amanda Carpenter, who is a, a former Cruz surrogate, that she was having some sort of sexual liaison with Ted Cruz. Amanda Carpenter has been, she's a married woman. Ted Cruz is a married man. It doesn't matter. One of, one of Trump's campaign aides sent out this bizarre video suggesting through essentially a bunch of nonsensical evidence and chain of events that, it, that, that they were having sex with each other, which is just ridiculous. Here is the, here's Amanda Carpenter responding to that. This is clip 17. This is what garbage the Trump campaign is. And they are. They've, they've reached beyond the point of regular politics. They've now entered full garbage mode. And the only question is how much garbage they can heap onto the garbage heap that is this campaign. Have you had ever any sort of intimate relationship with Senator Cruz? Anything at all? Anything that could be considered inappropriate? No. I had a purely professional relationship with Senator Cruz, and I want to go further than that. I have been 100% faithful to my husband. There's nothing more important to me than being a good wife and a good mother, and it's been very hard the past few days to have my character called into question and watch this blow back on them. So thank you for having me here to talk about it, and I hope no one else has to go through this. This video that they put out, that the Trump campaign itself was pushing, it appears to show him not wearing a sports jacket, and then like you're wearing a sports jacket or something. I, I don't really understand it. Did you understand it? Can you explain what they're trying it's to say? It's, it's conspiracy theories that are being pushed online. I can't fathom why the Trump campaign would be doing this. No other campaign would touch this sort of stuff. Um, it's really conspiracy theory. They're looking at every picture I've ever put out in my Instagram, rummaging through my personal life to find any kind of connection to me in this immoral behavior. And so I don't want to run away from this. I want to address it. But at the same time, the hardest thing about doing this is defending myself but not making it worse. One of the things that drives you totally nuts about this campaign is the way the Trump campaign operates is they lie, and then you uncover their lie, and then they lie about the lie, and they say that they don't understand why you're so agitated. They don't understand why people like me are upset about the Michelle Fields incident. The reason I'm upset about the Michelle Fields incident is because if you refuse to see facts, I'm going to keep telling you these facts over and over. I'm being labeled by the Trump supporters, a social justice warrior. We'll get to the Trump supporters who have no grounds to stand on when they label other people leftists in just a second. But the, the fact that, that the reason why people are getting upset about this is because when you're arguing with people who will not see reason, it's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating process. And the Trump people not only refuse to see reason, they refuse to 
knowledge, basic truth. And by the way, if you think if you think that, that Trump is going to get away with this crap in a general election, you are out of your mind. Here's how a general election is going to look. In clip 14, Anderson Cooper asks Donald Trump about the way he's running his campaign, and particularly about his attacks on Heidi Cruz. This is what a general election campaign is going to look like once the media really starts getting involved. After saying that you were going to spill the beans about Heidi Cruz, you retweeted an unflattering picture of her next to a picture of your wife. I thought it was a nice picture of Heidi. I thought it was fine. Come on. I thought it was fine. She's a pretty you're, woman. You're running for president of the excuse United me, excuse States. Excuse me. I didn't start it. Okay, that's, I didn't uh, start it. But, sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. No, it's not the, yeah, no, it's the, the argument, argument of a five-year-old. Excuse me. He started it. You would it. say that. That's the problem with our country. Every parent that's, knows that's a kid not who a says he started excuse it. Excuse me. No, no, no. That's, that, that's the problem. Exactly that thinking is the problem this country has. I did not start this. He sent out a picture, and he knew very well he it, was didn't a send out a picture, a, it was a picture. It was a picture of a cover story. Anderson. Super PAC it was a it cover story of a picture taken by Antoine Verdlas, one of the great photographers of the world, by the way. My wife was a very, very, very successful, successful model, model like one of the most. It was a picture for the cover of GQ, which is a decent, which is a very good magazine. This wasn't even, a it wasn't even a pro they were uh, Romney super people. PAC. It was an anti-Trump super PAC. They were PAC. Romney people. Romney is, you know, very embarrassed that he did so badly four years ago. The guy choked like a dog Do and he lost that an election. He sent that it he out? No, everybody knows he sent it out. He knew the people in the super PAC. He knew that. I, I would be willing to bet he wrote I mean, the phrase. We can, you know, we can cut him off. This, this, is, is, this like? is Okay, this is how a, a normal campaign is going to go. The media is going to say to Trump... and they are right. You are acting like a five-year-old because he is acting like a five-year-old. And so are a lot of his supporters. So are a lot of his supporters. So my Twitter feed is filled with all sorts of garbage. That's fine. You know, I, I can take it. And, I, and most of the time I find it actually relatively amusing. The wave of garbage that's coming from the Trump people calling anybody who questions anything about Trump a leftist is insane. It's particularly insane given that Donald Trump is a leftist. Donald Trump is not only a leftist, he is a stupid leftist, okay? I have dealt with actual smart leftists in my time, debating them at Harvard Law School. Okay, Donald Trump could not sniff Harvard Law School if you gave him a map, okay? Donald Trump is a legitimately stupid left guy, okay? And, and here's the proof. Last night during this town hall, he was asked by Anderson Cooper to explain the functions of the federal government. Please name the responsibilities of the federal government. Three responsibilities of the federal government. Okay, this is actually a really pretty easy question. The first one, obviously, is going to be national defense. And then it's going to be preventing the abuse of particular rights, right? So the freedom of speech has to be protected by the federal government, right? That would be another function of the federal government. And then appointment of judges, have a judicial system, for example. Or building roads and bridges across state lines. That would be another example or determining trade, right? These are, these are federal government issues, right? All of these are in the Constitution. Here is Donald Trump's response to that same question because he doesn't know what the Constitution is. He doesn't know what the federal government is. He doesn't know how to spell federal government or any other word that is more than two syllables. Here's Donald Trump explaining the functions of the federal government. And all you Trump fans out there, all you people saying that people who oppose Trump are the real lefties, you tell me how Donald Trump is not the real leftist with an answer like this. Here we go, clip 18. So in terms of federal government role, you're saying security, but you also say health care and education should be provided well, by those, the federal those government. Those are two of the things. Yeah, sure. There are, I mean, there are obviously many things. Housing, providing uh, great neighborhoods. Because aren't you uh, against the federal government's involvement in education? Don't you want it to devolve to state? No, I want it to go to state. Yeah, absolutely. I want, so that's right not now, part of what the federal government well, role should be? the federal government, but the concept of the country is, is the concept that we have to have education within the country. And we have to get rid of Common Core, and it should be brought to the state level. Level, and federal health care. 
run uh, by the federal government. Uh, health care. We need health care for our people. We need a good Obamacare is a disaster. But it's is that what the federal be, government should be doing? Uh, it, it, the government can lead it, but it should be privately done. Um, um, what is it? Okay, his head is so far up his ass that it's actually coming out his mouth again. Like he's gone all the way to his anal cavity, through his small intestine, through his large intestine, through his stomach, through his esophagus, and his head is coming out of his head again. I mean, that's what you get from this clip. So in this clip, he says, education is a federal government function. Anderson Cooper, who is significantly less stupid than Donald Trump, says, well, but I thought you're against Common Core. He says, well, I am against Common Core, but what I mean is that education ha has to happen in the United States. Okay, that doesn't mean it's a federal government function, you stupid moron. And then he says healthcare. And Anderson Cooper says, well, but, but I, so federal healthcare. He says, we can't let people die in the streets, but I hate Obamacare. What are you even talking about? What are you even talking? And Trump doesn't know what Trump is talking about. You want to see another piece of, of Trump not knowing what he's talking about? Here is clip 20, okay? Trump was asked to explain how he would determine who sits on the Supreme Court or not. Prepare to hear about 30 seconds of utter and unambiguous, un unadulterated ignorance from Donald Trump. Well, I'd probably appoint people that would look very seriously at her email disaster because it's a criminal activity, and I would appoint people that would look very seriously at that to start off with. Uh, what she's getting away with is absolutely murder. You talk about a case. Now, that's a real case. Now, nothing seems to be happening, but you can also poll people on that, and you see what okay. happens. So, that so, so, so Trump says, just to get this straight, Donald Trump is asked, how would you appoint Supreme Court justices? And he says, I want people who will investigate Hillary's email scandal because it's a real scandal. That's not what the Supreme Court does, you idiot. The Supreme Court is not an investigative arm. That's for the DOJ. It's for the attorney general. But you're stupid, so you don't know that. Okay, now I'm not saying all Trump followers are stupid. Maybe you have a good reason, although I would really, really like to hear your grand reason for voting for the most unpopular man in American politics who has an IQ of 105, a not even rudimentary understanding of how government works and whose greatest qualification apparently is hitting random people with kitchen sinks like not even not even people who deserve it just random people who are walking by like a, a child is walking by and he hits him with the kitchen sink for no reason like a crazy person you maybe you can explain that one to me but if you actually believe that donald trump knows policy or is a conservative every time he opens his mouth he proves you wrong he thinks you're stupid and by you buying into his nonsense you are proving him right okay time for so, so there's a so as I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in the program, Ferguson the play is this this fantastic production that's now been filmed. Philip McAleer is the writer of of Ferguson the play, and it's it's a it's a it's a basically the way that it works is they took the transcripts of the of the Ferguson grand jury testimony and they turned them into a play. It's very dramatic. It's wonderful, and we're very proud to host it here at Daily Wire. Here's my interview with Philip McAleer. So this is the first interview that we've actually ever done on the Ben Shapiro Show podcast, and we're honored to have with us Philem McAleer. Philem is a, a filmmaker and in, an artist. He's made Not Evil, Just Wrong. Uh, he also is the guy behind the new Gosnell movie that should be coming out pretty soon. Um, but what we're, we're here to talk about today is a production that we're premiering exclusively here at The Daily Wire. It's, a, it's the, the video performance of Ferguson the Play. So Ferguson the Play is a, is a piece of theater, Philem, that, that you came up with. Uh, that was supposed to kind of tell the truth about what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, in the situation between Officer Darren Wilson, the white police officer, and Michael Brown, the young black man who was shot, and then obviously it became a national story because the left claimed mm -hmm. that he'd been shot unjustifiably. What caused you to, to get this play going in the first place? Well, there was a lot of stories about what happened to Michael Brown and a lot of media coverage about what happened. Uh, I, 
I'm a court reporter in a previous life. I'm a journalist, really, at, at the end of the day. And I went and I actually read a lot of the grand jury testimony. And I suddenly realized so much of what we'd seen on the news, so much of what we've been told was complete garbage, mm-hmm. right? You know, complete garbage, right? I mean, and uh, I thought, uh, and I'm from Northern Ireland, uh, and I've always known, in Britain there's a thing called verbatim theatre, mm-hmm. Uh, where they take a court case or a tribunal of inquiry, like the Bloody Sunday. So it was a Bloody Sunday massacre. They had a two-year tribunal of inquiry into it. And a playwright took the best stories about Bloody Sunday Mm -hmm. of eyewitnesses and made them into a play. It was hugely successful, ran the West End for weeks and weeks, months. And I thought, and that's that's a British thing that's been well known. So I thought, this is the perfect uh, vehicle for a verbatim play where you don't change one paragraph one sentence, one comma, and it's basically everything that happened to Michael Brown in, in the, about the three hours leading up to his death from multiple eyewitness accounts. It's beautiful, actually. It's, it's you know, literally one woman saying, I saw him walk around the corner, and then the next woman saying, he came around the corner. <laughs> and you can, you can, and I mean, it, it was on in, in the Odyssey Theatre in, in Santa Monica, and I, I was watching the audience. The audience were actually leaning forward to listen, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. wanting to miss a word because the great thing about, about verbatim plays is that you know every word that was said by those people on that stage was said by an actual live human being. Mm-hmm, and they want mm-hmm. they don't want literally don't want to miss a word. And it drives the left nuts because the fact is that you did it as verbatim theater, meaning mm-hmm. that you didn't add anything, you didn't subtract. I mean you, you edited obviously, yes. but you didn't you didn't add anything, you didn't make anything up and so yeah. it's hard, they can't claim that you just biased the case against Michael Brown, for yeah, example, yeah, or for Darren yeah. Wilson. And so you, you had a problem. It was a big media story at the time, but people may not have heard it. Yeah. You had a big problem with your, your own cast because there are a lot of people who, who signed up to be in the cast and then realized, wait a second, this isn't the story we thought we were getting. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talk about diversity uh, in, in, in Hollywood and in, in the entertainment industry. I had a play uh, where 10 of the characters were black mm-hmm. or African-American. Uh, and we had 13, a cast of 13, nine of, I can't remember many were black, but before, uh, in the weeks running up to it, nine members of the 13 cast dropped out hmm. because they felt the play, the truth didn't match what they thought the truth should be, um, which is, you know, and these were black voices. These were black voices mm-hmm. telling the story of importance to the black community. And, and it was verbatim. And they were doing it under oath. That's amazing. Under pain of perjury. And the black cast members and, of course, a couple of the liberal white cast members just couldn't handle the truth. Literally, they had to walk out. One of them walked out on a Saturday. The opening night was a Sunday. Wow. You know? Wow. But I had said, I had said, this show is going ahead, even if I have to stand on the stage and read the script in my Irish accent, <laughs> right, with subtitles for the for the people. Well, it just shows the massive gap that, that has that has now been created between narrative and truth. That, that if the if the facts don't back up your narrative, you just get rid of the facts yes. and you pretend the facts don't yeah. exist. And you were called a racist for putting this thing up. You were you were it was suggested that you were that you were out to get Michael Brown and, and smear his memory because of all of this. I, I was I was compared I was compared to the KKK actually. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm a Northern Ireland Catholic, you know, I, you know, if anybody wants, you know, if you want to know about my my treatment of minority communities, just be a Catholic in Northern Ireland growing mm-hmm. up in the 70s and 80s. You'll you'll get a you'll get a a boot, on, you know, there's right, there've right. been boot, there have literally <laughs> been boots in the back of my neck. Um you know, I, uh, I'm not saying that any side is innocent in all this, right. but, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of what it's like to be a minority and the idea that I would be somehow 
out to get a minority or I just wanted to tell the truth actually I come from Northern Ireland I grew up during the Troubles the truth is very important mm-hmm. the truth will set you free the truth uh, is there it's not you know in this thing of you know, oh, he said, she said, well, let, let's go and look at the truth and let's look at what the witnesses said under severe questioning, what they said when they were confronted with forensic evidence. Lots of them said things, but when they got in there and they had to confront the evidence, they all crumbled, every single one of wow. them. And it's it, anyone who's watched this play, and, you know, I urge them to watch it on The Daily Wire. We mm-hmm. filmed it now. It's a staged reading and we had a staged reading. I couldn't afford it on a full play, so mm-hmm. it's a staged reading. But I think it gives it more ver- more verbatim feeling because you see people actually reading from the testimony. And, uh, you know, anyone who's watched it has watched me and says, I've just realised, I've just found out about 10 things that I never knew about Ferguson. And it's, and it's an amazing thing because obviously this launched the Black Lives Matters movement. You had President mm-hmm. Obama sending emissaries to Michael Brown's funeral, yeah, yeah. him saying that this is the, the experience of the normal black person in America. Yeah. And all of that is is debunked in this play, which again, you'll, you'll be able to see on DailyWire.com exclusively. We're really excited about releasing yeah. it. So when this first came out, how, how did the critics meet it? I mean, did they, did they actually review it honestly, or did they just say they didn't like what you were what the what the actual testimony was? <laughs> to so be they, fair, they to be it. fair to the critics, they mm-hmm. they reviewed it pretty honestly. Now a lot of them reviewed it without reviewing it. If you know what I mean, they yeah. nu- they neutrally wrote about it without saying whether it was true. And I, I always know when they don't when they do that. They're actually, the truth is something they don't want to acknowledge, so they won't go there. Mm -hmm. So they wrote about it and said it was very controversial and it's happening and this person did that, but they don't don't tell you what the truth is, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, However... To be fair, something like LA Weekly, they reviewed it fairly, you know. Um, wow. Yeah. That's shocking. Um, you know, they said it's an incendiary piece of theatre, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And it's only incendiary because it destroys what they believe. <laughs> what they believe right, and, exactly. and, but he was fair enough to admit that, right? And he didn't call it dishonest. It's not dishonest. It's all there. And some people said, oh, it's edited. Uh, it's edited. We can't believe it. Look, if you're reading a, let's say, a big piece on Ferguson, 1,200 words, which mm-hmm. is a big piece in journalism yeah. now, that's edited. That's an edited version of Ferguson down to 1,200 words. Right. I've edited Ferguson down to an hour and 15 minutes, mm-hmm. an hour and mm-hmm. a half. Mm-hmm. That's the, the least unedited thing about Ferguson in the history of Ferguson. Right. It's the most comprehensive uh, analysis of what happened in, those, in that hour or two before Michael Brown was shot dead. Uh, and so, so it's the, there's more information in there than you will get in any newspaper anywhere on the planet or any blog on so, the planet. So, what are you thinking? What are you hoping the impact of, of Ferguson the play putting it out on video now? What are you hoping the impact will be? Because the, the Black Lives Matter movement is obviously the cat out of the bag at this point. They're shutting down Trump rallies. They're they're threatening people. It's it's a pretty egregious movement. Well, what do you hope to accomplish with it? You know, I, actually, I don't hope to accomplish anything. You know, I, I just wanted to get it out right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. I want as many people as possible to confront the truth about this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would hope that the truth will be known. And I would hope that somebody somewhere will take it and put it on in New York and uh, put it on in L.A. again. It was a staged reading here, put on a proper mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. I just want this to grow and grow. So, you know, look, it's up to politicians to, to take it. But, you know, I, I want politicians to watch it. And, and you know, there's so, so many conservatives nowadays sometimes end up adopting the liberal view of things yeah. like on equal pay you know mm-hmm. I, I, I remember the debate oh we have to you know pay women are paid 85 dollar cents in the dollar whatever yeah. it was mm-hmm. you know and it's like that's a liberal talking point that's not actually true right but it's become so true that they, they feel right. they have to start there to go forward and it's like 
Well, it's not true. So I just I want I want to change mm-hmm. the starting point. Even and, and if, if if only conservatives watch it, that's fine. They, you know, they will understand. They'll have something to talk about. Some mm-hmm. they'll realise the truth. I hope liberals watch it. I hope independents watch it. But I, you know, I I just felt it was important to get the truth out there and try and seed something that that truth keeps cascading uh, yeah. through through various means. Well, 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 folks who who are wondering where the hands up, don't shoot myth came from and why it exactly is wrong, this is the play that you're yeah. going to watch. This yeah. is this is this, this is the the stirring rebuke to the false narrative that was put out by the left about Michael Brown that yeah. turned into a racial conflagration that has major consequences for the country. The, yeah. the massive crime wave we're seeing in major cities. People call it the Ferguson effect because of people backing down because of the Ferguson narrative. Mm-hmm. And Phelan McAleer is doing a real service by putting this out there. And we're so proud to host this. At Daily Wire, and you can check that out at Daily Wire. I think it's up right now, so if, if, it check is. it out. Check it out right now at Daily Wire. And uh, and Philem, thanks so much for stopping yeah, by. Thanks, I really thanks, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm very honored to be your first guest in yeah, studio. Absolutely, guest. we'll do it again. <laughs> okay, all the best. It's really fantastic. You should check it out at DailyWire.com. Okay, time for a quick thing that I like. I don't really need things I hate today. I think because I think the entire show has basically been things that I truly, truly despise, first and foremost, the disdain for the truth shown in allegiance to an idol. I don't like idol worship, and, and Trump has become an idol. The thing that I like today is idol is a book basically about the idol worship of the left and how that has come to become such a prominent part of American life. It's a book called The Long March by Roger Kimball. Really, really good book. I've been working my way through it. It's a bit of an old book, about 10 years old. Roger Kimball is uh, somebody with whom I am friendly, and, uh, and this book is quite brilliant. It really traces the rise of the intellectual left and how they, they defeated the liberals in America, how the left took over for the liberals and destroyed leftism and, and liberalism from the inside to create what we see now, an unworkable left that, that really wants to rip away at the roots of what America stands for. So that's a, that's a thing that I like for today. Check it out, The Long March by Roger Kimball. We will be back tomorrow with the latest controversy, and, uh, and we will always be here fighting for a truth, regardless of whether it hurts our numbers, regardless of whether it hurts our ratings, because it turns out that truth is more important than whether people who don't want to hear the truth like us or not. As I'm fond of saying, facts don't care about your feelings, and facts on tape certainly don't care about your feelings, your warm-hearted feelings, your sexually frustrated feelings for Donald Trump, and neither do I. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.